Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. And this week we're going to be recapping the 2019 thriller Burn, starring Tilda Coben Hervey, Suki Waterhouse, and Josh Hutcherson. That sounds like 30 people. What was the first name? Tilda Coben Hervey. Okay. Listen, I don't make the names. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't name them. Could you not choose such (laughs) such strange names for our recaps? (laughs) Starring Tilda, Suki, and Josh. So Josh Hutcherson, as soon as I saw him, I thought, PETA, what are you doing here? He was in Hunger Games. He's the actor who plays PETA in Hunger Games. I've only seen him in like sweeter, benign roles. He's always been like wholesome. He says fuck in this movie a lot. All right, bro comes in. He is wild he's wild and out okay he's out of pocket in this movie <laughs> just a little bit We're, we will get to him in a little bit so the movie revolves around a young woman who is working the night shift at your run-of-the-mill small no-name gas station her name is melinda and melinda for lack of better description looks like a very plain jane and she's awkward af yeah melinda has a very mousy personality she's Mm -hmm. very mousy and the thing that got me almost immediately is the fact that she goes out of her way to talk to everyone that she comes across she does and it tends to make people uncomfortable because she's very creepy about it what's weird about her is how desperate she seems for connection especially Mm -hmm. given the context of her job like when you go to a gas station you're trying to get your shit and leave right you're not going there Mm -hmm. to connect with people and at one point there's this man that shows up and put a pin on him but his name is billy melinda shakes his hand at the door she's like oh hi my name is melinda let me know if you need anything dude if the gas station person met me at the door and shook my hand i would turn around and leave Absolutely not. No. Listen, it's the middle of the night. You're a stranger. Don't talk to me. Don't touch me. (laughs) It's nothing against you personally. It's just that I'm relatively sure you're probably a serial killer. You know what I mean? I don't even know that it's that she's creepy. I think the circumstances of the fact that she works at a gas station in the middle of the night and she's going out of her way to talk to people and not just that she's super friendly. That's what there's something about people who just are happy that just feels not right. (laughs) You know, happiness without context equals creepy. Melinda's just she's generally very happy and bubbly. But also, you can tell that she's one intrusive thought away from being an unsubtle criminal mind. You know what I mean? A thousand percent. I was going to say she's giving unsub because it's not bubbly in a bright way. Like I said, she seems so desperate for connection. And so Melinda also has a co-worker that's working with her that night. Her name is Sheila. And Sheila is not desperate for connection. Sheila is just kind of this cool chick that doesn't care. And somehow people seem to go out of their way to talk to Sheila instead. Yes, she exudes confidence. And people are just magnetically drawn to Sheila. A customer from a few days ago had went out on his own and purchased Sheila some insoles for her shoes and brought them back to her. And Sheila's like, who the fuck are you? 
Yeah, because the customer heard Sheila complaining that her feet hurt. So he was like, here you go. There's a lot of creepiness happening in this gas station, let me tell you. And also, Sheila's not very nice to Melinda. She's not. Again, Sheila's kind of a mean girl. So when you put a weird girl and a mean girl together, it's just not going to be good times. So there is a cop. His name's Officer Lou. He frequents the gas station. And Melinda's a little obsessed with him. She has an entire album full of pictures on her phone of Officer Lou. Right. Pictures that she took without his knowledge. There's just something so unhinged about collecting pictures of people when they don't know that you took pictures of them. That's a different vibe, you know? Mm -hmm. Sheila and Officer Lou find out about the pictures because Sheila catches Melinda taking one. Sheila looks over and catches Melinda nonchalantly trying to snap a picture of Officer Lou for, I'm assuming, her spank bank. Uh, So yeah, so Sheila embarrasses Melinda in front of Officer Lou. And we need to give a little more insight into Officer Lou because he's he's not a seasoned officer. No, he's a new officer. This is actually his first day solo on the job yeah and he just reeks rookie he just reeks someone Mm -hmm. who has a gun on his belt has a big head about it but has no idea what they're really doing and he also you can tell he's not super confident in his ability to be a cop so remember that guy billy who walked into the gas station and melinda shook his hand outside and asked him if he needed help with anything so that guy has been loitering inside the gas station this whole time because the moment Mm -hmm. he came in officer lou pulled up and so that guy seemed to stall he was being super sus about it he's just like walking and looking at shelves looking over shelves looking at them just If anybody gave half a shit about what this guy was doing, they would have been like, oh, he's going to rob us. A hundred percent. I mean, the gas station is like 300 square feet and this guy is just lingering slowly. So Sheila, being the audacious girl that she is, she just goes up to him and goes, what are you doing? What are you buying? Like, hurry up. You've been lingering here like a weirdo. Yeah. And he's like, oh, um, condoms. Yeah, she's like, here, a pack of extra small condoms. Come on, get out of here. Listen, she's lucky he didn't shoot her in the face for that specifically. Sheila is so mean. But obviously, the guy is trying to stall for time. So he pays for the condoms and then he asks to use the restroom because really he's Mm. just waiting for the cop to leave. And like we could tell watching this movie that he is he's going to rob this place. Like you could just see Mm -hmm. his intentions and the cop is oblivious to this. He doesn't even see the guy. He doesn't even notice the guy. That's how rookie he is. So there is a stolen car and Officer Lou gets called away. Yeah, Officer Lou gets called away. It's his first call. And I guess there was like a stolen car or something, some sort of robbery. So he leaves all excited. It's his first call. So finally, Billy comes out and reveals his motives, which is to rob the gas station. Yeah, and you know what? He's pretty polite about it, except for the gun. (laughs) He is like, listen, first thing I want you to know is this is not personal. I owe some bikers a lot of money. I'm doing what I got to do. Just get me the money. I'll be on my way. Yeah. And we'll all go about our days. It's such a bizarre villain monologue because he's just so apologetic about it. But Sheila, despite the fact that there's a gun being held in front of her, Sheila seems completely unbothered. And she starts taunting this guy. She's like, what kind of idiot robs a gas station? We don't have any money. She's like, there's like $100 in this register, if that. Then she goes, your gun's probably not even real. So he like shoots the wall. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, fine, get me the get me the money in the safe. 
Sheila just goes, we don't have access to it. We don't have the key. Sorry. And then Melinda's like, I can get you the safe cash. Melinda is so desperate for approval, like so desperate for a pat in the back. She's trying to provide that A plus service. You know, she wants the five stars on Yelp. She's like, I'll get you. I'll mm-hmm. get you access to our safe. Robbed gas station last night. Customer service, <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> so Melinda grabs the guy's backpack, heads to the back of the gas station, fills it up with the money from the safe. Mm-hmm. But when she goes back to the front, Melinda doesn't give him the backpack right away. She's like, take me with you. I want to go with you. And he's like, no. And he literally has to wrestle the backpack out of Melinda's hands. Yeah, he has to yank it from her because she's essentially at this point, she's holding the backpack hostage. Like, no, I want to go with you. Yeah. You could tell she thinks he's cute. Okay, he is kind of cute, but he also like just robs you. So (laughs) priorities. All I'm saying. There are some red flags, ladies, that we just should not set aside. You know what? He's not in the mob. He's Josh from Northern Kentucky who has a gun in a gas station. Okay, there's a difference here. I want to do a side note here and the fact that this guy, Billy, he owes money to bikers. And I'm just curious, Mm -hmm. like, how do you end up owing money to bikers? And also, are bikers the new mob? I think bikers were always sort of a mob. They were sort of a mafia on their own. But I don't know. We never find out why exactly he owes the money. We can make our speculations. Loan sharks. Because if I need to borrow money illegally, I'm going to head up the local bike shop. Where do bikers hang out? Bars. Have you ever seen a biker group that is like under 55 years old? Because I never have. Yeah. I, my dad was my, my dad was in a motorcycle gang. How old was your dad? My dad was 62. Okay. However, not everybody in the motorcycle gang was as old as my dad. He was in a motorcycle gang. He didn't like it when I called it a motorcycle gang, even though that's what it was. Yeah. Dad, you're in a cult. See, the motorcycle gang showed up to his funeral. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like, oof, not expecting it. TBH. Right. Anyways, Billy finally gets the money from Melinda. And he's like, all right, thank you, ladies. It's been a pleasure. And he goes to leave. But Sheila can't keep her fucking mouth shut. And she's like, listen, you small dick little bitch. There's something that she says that just sets him off. And it has something to do, I think, with his stature because he's shorter. Yeah. She's essentially just like, listen, you short little small dick elf fuck. Like, she doesn't say that right. explicitly, but she might as well have. Obviously, in this scenario, Courtney would definitely have gotten shot in the face. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this sets this guy off. This guy was headed out the door like he was literally walking towards the door. This was about to be over. But Sheila just completely makes him snap. He turns around. Mm. He grabs Sheila by the hair, drags her to the back room. At this point, I'm thinking he's going to assault her. Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. what his intentions are. But he is not worried about Melinda. He tells Melinda, go to the bathroom and stay there until I tell you to. And he fully expects Melinda to follow his instructions because she's so mousy. She does. She goes to the bathroom and you just hear him telling Sheila to get on her knees. I thought he was going to assault her. Yeah. He doesn't, though. I think he's trying to scare her because Mm -hmm. the whole time Sheila is not taking him seriously. She doesn't care that he has a gun. She doesn't care that he's robbing the place. She is just so unbothered and not scared. And I think he wants her to think that he's really going to hurt her because he just wants to feel powerful in that moment. Melinda 
of course, leaves the bathroom. And Melinda has this cute little quirky habit that she does where she burns her hands with hot coffee. Listen, girl, we're all trying to feel something out here, but this is just is not the way. Personally, I like to put my face on the cold countertop. That helps. Sometimes I like to put my face against the refrigerator door. (laughs) Um, Or if I really need to wake up, I'll just lay my whole back across the kitchen counter. Yeah, there you go. It, It pops your back. It's very cold. It's jarring. Yeah. It's called depression, babes. Like, we get it. Yeah. (laughs) You don't pour burning, scalding hot coffee onto your hand at work. Sheila's being held in the back room. Melinda very calmly walks out of the bathroom, walks over to the coffee, picks it up, pours some on her hand, does not react, Mm -hmm. and then takes the coffee to the back room and just splashes Billy in the face with it. And it's obviously scolding hot because he screams. Yeah. When Melinda walks into the back room, Sheila is on her knees. Billy is behind her with his hands in her hair and a gun to her head, essentially just trying to scare the shit out of her. When the hot coffee hits him, he screams and then fires the gun and shoots Sheila in the head. Yeah, Sheila falls dead. Billy is screaming because his face is burned. Melinda Mm -hmm. calmly grabs a nearby fire extinguisher and knocks Billy out. Yes. Crazy as fuck. Billy blacks out. When he wakes up, Melinda has wrapped Sheila's body in like a tarp or some plastic or something. She's cleaning. She has a mop Mm -hmm. and she has cleaned up. She has a bucket and a mop. She has a bucket and a mop, but this is not, this is not about a WAP. This is about her cleaning up a murder scene. So- Billy is scared at this point because now he's tied to a chair. Melinda, who at this point should have called the police, is instead Mm -hmm. cleaning up the blood, wrapping Sheila's body in a tarp. This doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even compute. Mm -hmm. And Billy is scared. Like he realizes like, oh, this I made a mistake. I robbed the wrong place tonight. Billy's not just on the ground. He literally is tied, zip tied and duct taped to a chair he's freaking out and he's telling melinda i didn't mean to shoot her you made me do that because you know he just committed murder essentially one of the first things melinda does is she asks him why he didn't want to take her with him Mm -hmm. so like she's still hung up on that like she is like feeling rejected that she offered to leave with him and he wouldn't go with her you know what She's acting like a dude. Like when a dude is rejected, when a toxic male is rejected, he just like resorts to violence. Yeah. You know what? That's exactly what it is. When a toxic male is rejected, what does he immediately go to? You're fucking ugly anyways. This is a thing. You've got me watching Criminal Minds again. So the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm trying to profile Melinda. Like, what is her deal? Obviously, from the beginning, we could see that she is desperate for connection, for validation. She obviously has a lot of issues. You know what I think her issue is? I think it's abandonment. Mm. I think that... Her parents or her caretaker when she was younger probably severely neglected and then eventually abandoned her. And it gave her this sense of uselessness, this sense of she doesn't belong, that she's trying so hard to fill that void with strangers. And this was probably, you know what, she might have had the same conversation with her dad when he was going out to go get milk one day and she's like, take me with you. And he's like, no, I'm not taking you to get milk with me. And then he never came back. So that just triggered her. 
I'm trying to think because yes, she was begging him to take her with him, but I feel like Melinda actually snapped before all this because she's the one that offered to get him the money from the safe. She didn't need to do that. She saw opportunity. She saw opportunity to where I am useful to him now. I can show him my worth by getting him this safe money and then he'll want to take me with him. And when he rebuffed that advance and was like, nah, girl, I'm gonna take the money and go, but thanks. (laughs) I think she was like, no, I am useful. I'm worthy of going with you. It just baffles me like what her motive is. And this is why some crimes probably don't make sense because I feel like investigators are always looking for motive. And it's like, what motive would Melinda have to tie in this guy to a chair, you know, instead of just calling 911? Like it's like sometimes you just can't decipher crazy. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes crazy is just crazy. Yeah. Billy starts to see, oh, this bitch is crazy. And he's he starts to play that. And he's like, you know what? He's like, I really wanted you to come with me, but I thought you were joking. Like a girl like you is too good for me. And he's like, Melinda, listen, we, we can leave. We can leave right now, but we have to go now. Melinda is essentially holding him hostage to what end we don't understand. But she offers to get him Advil for his burn. She goes to go get him this medicine. But at the checkout counter, they had you see them at all gas stations you know, those those dick pills, like the gas station Viagra. And so what are these things? They like essentially increase your your blood flow and the, your heart. They increase your heart rate. They're probably mixed in with some other herbs that also increase sex drive. And so they increase your heart rate, which increases your blood flow mixed with the sex drive herbs just give you a boner for hours. Instead of giving Billy Advil, Melinda forces him to take four of these like weird enhancement pills and he doesn't know what it Uh is until his pants start bulging like he's about to like burst out of his pants. She sees that he's getting a boner and she starts to unbuckle his pants and he's begging her to stop. This is where I thought like the movie was just so bizarre. I was like, where is this going? Like she is about to rape this guy. But before she tries to rape him, she puts duct tape around his eyes and his mouth. Listen, she is giving Mm -hmm. full on on sub like she is. She's the villain. Yeah. Like she takes his pants down. She takes her pants down and you just see her sit backwards on him. I thought she did rape him. Um, She didn't get that chance because he threw her off. He is able to fight her off because even though he's tied to the chair, he's able to stand up a little bit and, and knock her down. Billy tries to run at Melinda But his eyes and his mouth are duct taped and he ends up hitting the lockers and then falling to the ground. And he's like bleeding from the ears. Now Melinda is trying to figure out what to do here. Now she has two dead bodies. Isn't there like a guy trying to get into the gas station? Yeah, he's just banging on the door. This gas station is supposed to be open overnight and Melinda locked the door. The guy's trying to get in to use the restroom. 
she essentially like just makes him leave. And then the next person that walks in is Sheila's boyfriend. And he's demanding to know where Sheila is because she's not answering her phone. Listen, girly pop is just trying to have a minty bee in the middle of her shift and people keep (laughs) interrupting her. She's trying to have a mental breakdown. Listen, you can have a mental breakdown, but you're not allowed to like bring other people into it. Go have a mental breakdown by yourself in your bed like everybody else, you know? You can't murder people, Melinda. Go hug the refrigerator. Put your face on the counter like everyone else. Why can't you be normal, Melinda? Jesus Christ, go burn your hand again if you must. (laughs) But you can't rape your robber. (laughs) You can't rape your robber. She pulled that Uno reverse card real fucking fast. She also turned her robber into a murderer. And then a hostage. And then tried to rape him. She really disescalated way quickly. Way, way quickly. Well, Sheila's boyfriend shows up and he's like, hey, where's Sheila? And you could tell this guy's toxic. He's already assuming that Sheila is cheating on him. And so Melinda is able to play off of that and send him off to the nearest motel. Like, oh, yeah, Sheila was here. Some Mm -hmm. guy came to pick her up. He went off to the motel. So she's Mm -hmm. able to send him off. Melinda is trying to come up with a plan here because she has... Two, mm-hmm. two dead bodies to get rid of. And so she finds a shovel. She figures out that there's dirt in the back of the, the gas station. So I'm mm-hmm. guessing she thinks she can do this. The fact that she thinks that she can do this in the middle of her shift is mind boggling. Do you know how big body holes have to be? Like, listen, I'm just saying I dug a small pond the size of like a tote that you put your Christmas decorations in. I dug a hole that size in my backyard. It took me hours. My arms were on fire. And I'm like, you know what? I could never bury a body because it's just too much work. (laughs) Not because you would never hurt someone, but because it's just too much cardio for you. So as Melinda finds a shovel, why there's a shovel at a gas station, I don't know. But she finds a shovel and she's coming up with a plan when the freaking bikers show up. The bikers that started this whole thing because Billy owes them money, they roll Mm -hmm. up like the freaking mafia on wheels and they're demanding to know where Billy is because they knew that he was hitting up that gas station for money. And they're like, yeah, we're looking for a friend. And she's like, oh, not here But she's acting super suspicious and they could tell right away she's not telling the truth. She is just sweating bullets. She's holding a shovel. They take the shovel from her and then she pulls the gun on them. Yeah. And then all these guys pull out guns. Uh Uh-huh. She's like, do you guys do illegal stuff? Like hide bodies? (laughs) She's like, Like, she's looking for help now. Okay. She's soliciting the mafia bikers uh, to help her hide the body. Melinda tells them that the guy went somewhere else. Like she sends them off somewhere. She's sending everybody off in the direction of Sheila's boyfriend, I think. She's like, oh yeah, he went off to a motel that way. Well, the head guy tells everybody else, hey, put your guns down. This place is full of cameras. Yeah, well, you know what? This is, I think, the first time when Melinda remembers there's fucking cameras. I don't know. She's been running on straight crazy this whole time, but she remembers that there are cameras. So she runs inside Mm -hmm. and she's trying to get into where the recordings are stored. They're not in the cloud. They're stored locally. Yeah, on like um, like a hard drive. But the hard drive is in a locked cage. Right. She can't get into it. She tries to break into it and she she can't. Now she realizes, okay, I'm going to have to come up with another way to do this. I think her plan is to burn the place down. However, before she can get to do that, Officer Liu returns. The call that initially had him leave was about 
a burglary or some sort of somebody stole a car and that mm-hmm. car is the car that Billy drove to the gas station. So the car is sitting there. And so I want you to think about this. Officer Lou is such a noob that he got called, hey, somebody stole like this color car. It was like a gray sedan or something like that. And it was parked right next to his police car and he drove out looking for it because he's an idiot. Yes. Just want to establish that. Officer Lou is cute, but he's an idiot. Melinda had just walked into the store with a canister full of gasoline when Officer Lou walks in. So she's trying to hide it. He's like asking her questions. He's like, how long has that car been there? And she's like, I don't know. She's freaking out because now you have a cop there and there are two dead bodies in the back and she's just, she's freaking out. Officer Lou is so bad at reading people that he doesn't see how desperate Melinda looks. And so even as Melinda is trying to throw him off by telling him, oh, uh, the guy who, who was driving that car, he actually got into a separate car and he went to the motel. So Melinda's sending the police officer where Sheila's boyfriend is like she's sending everybody in that direction. So yeah. at this point, we have Sheila's boyfriend out at some motel looking for Sheila, who's actually dead. And now the bikers looking for Billy over at the motel. <laughs> And now she's sending Officer Lou over to the motel. Like she's sending everyone Mm -hmm. in that location. Before Officer Lou leaves, he makes Melinda call her manager to come show him the tapes. Mm -hmm. He also insists on doing a sweep of the building. Mm -hmm. He goes to the back to look at the bathrooms in the break room. And Melinda fully expects Officer Lou to see two dead bodies. And she's ready to shoot a cop. Yeah, she pulls out the gun she has the gun did we say that she took the gun from billy well anyway she has the gun she she took the gun she took the gun she has billy's gun so yeah as the cop is looking around when he gets to the back room where the bodies are melinda pulls out the gun and she's ready to shoot him but he just peeks back out like all right everything looks fine this guy didn't step in like if he would have stepped in he would have seen a body wrapped in a tarp in the corner And bloody zip ties on the floor. Because what Melinda realizes as the cop leaves, Billy got away. Billy was supposed to be on the ground tied to a chair, Mm -hmm. but he's not anymore. Melinda also starts to douse the place as soon as that cop is gone and she sees that Billy is gone. She starts to douse that entire building in gasoline. Yeah. However, Billy has his own plan. Okay. This guy Mm -hmm. must have gotten out the back door. He blocked the back door with dumpsters and then he shuts the power off inside, which weirdly traps Melinda inside. I don't know what kind of mechanism makes it so that you can't open the door if there's no power, but that's a fire hazard. Mm -hmm. Call the sheriff. It is definitely a fire hazard. But at that point, Power's out. She's locked in. Billy's gone. Sheila's boyfriend shows up again. He's like, why the fuck is the power out? Melinda doesn't fucking know either. She can't be like, oh, the robber that I tried to rape, he did it. <laughs> Listen, I'm ready to tell you the whole story. Billy comes up because he now he's outside. Billy comes up. It seems like he's ready to ask for help because he starts telling Sheila's boyfriend like, Melinda's crazy. She shot Sheila and she tied me up in the back. And Sheila's boyfriend believes him like immediately. He starts banging on the glass like, Melinda, you crazy bitch. Like you killed my girlfriend. Like He believes him right away. And then Billy just comes up from behind Perry and starts strangling him with a belt or a sock or something. A sock. It's a belt. But I guess a sock would work too. Very disturbing. Yes. 
it, it was just, you know, at this point in the movie, literally my hands were over my mouth. I could not believe because I didn't think Billy was a killer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he shot the girl accidentally. But I guess at this point, he has just devolved into a level of crazy. This movie is about who's crazier. The sexual assault, I think, was really his tipping point. The sexual assault, he cannot forgive that. I think that was really where he turned from a guy who was desperate and robbing a gas station to somebody who actually wanted to hurt somebody. Yeah, he did not need to kill Sheila's boyfriend, though, except for the fact Mm -hmm. that Sheila's boyfriend was a witness to what he was trying to do. Because essentially what Billy's trying to do, he's trying to get back into the gas station because he wants to kill Melinda now. Like he's, Billy Mm -hmm. is here for revenge now. I can't blame him. She did sexually, she attempted to rape him. And male, like male rape is just as horrifying as female rape is. And I think that a lot of times that context gets missed. You're absolutely right. But then also Billy had mentioned to Melinda when he was being apologetic for how everything went down and he was trying to get her to untie him. He said, I have a bad temper. I'm trying to control that. I'm trying to work Mm -hmm. on that. And so I think what happened is that Melinda activated his like crazy streak like i've you know Mm -hmm. the the whole road rage thing like there's a switch that flips on people that they get ragey and empathy turns off because here's the thing about empathy like our ability to feel somebody else's pain to care about somebody else our ability to not hurt another human being it doesn't exist when you're angry you can't feel anger Mm -hmm. and empathy at the same time and that's why when a group of people is angry at another group of people they're like They don't even see them as people anymore. No, they don't. They're the enemy. I can definitely see it because I think we've all been in situations where we're mad at something or someone or a group or where we are very, we are enraged about Mm -hmm. something and we don't want to hear your side. You know what I mean? I think we've all had that moment where we're like, I don't care. Right. And that's where Billy is at this point. He, after killing Sheila's boyfriend, Billy gets in Sheila's boyfriend's car and uses it to ram into the gas station so that he could gain access Mm -hmm. to Melinda. At this point, Melinda has doused the entire store with gasoline. And also, after Billy killed Sheila's boyfriend... Melinda decides that right now things have gone too far and she's in over her head. So she calls Officer Lou. She's like, Officer Lou, I need you to come back right now. I lied to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a car drives through the front of the building. Right. Which is Billy trying to gain access to the stores. So, yeah, listen, it's never too late. You know how sometimes like the cover up is usually worse than the crime. It's almost always worse than the crime. Right. Because what was the initial crime? that Melinda wanted to assist someone in a robbery and then someone was accidentally shot. That is a much lesser crime than her holding someone hostage, assaulting them, burning down a store. The cover-up is always worse. Honestly, if she would have just called the cops when she went to go get him the money, there was no crime at that point. You know what I mean? She had plenty of opportunity to call the police and she never did. So now she does. Now that her coworker is dead, the whole store is doused in gasoline. Billy just drove the freaking car through the front of the store. Now Melinda's like, hey, if you're not too busy, Officer Lou, could you like just swing back around this way? Well, at this point, Billy is livid. You can, he is terrifying. 
he's just like, you were going to take the fucking money and run, weren't you? And then he's like, if I leave right now, what are you going to do? She's like, I'm going to call the police. Billy's like, and tell them what? She's like, the truth. And he's like, no, no. He's like, you tried to rape me. The truth is not enough. Yeah. So essentially, Billy is saying, I want revenge for what you did. Which honestly, kind of like fair. She did try to rape him. It's just this weird algebraic expression that involves a lot of crimes and trying to solve for like which one is worse. Who's in the right here? Who's in the wrong here? Because I think Melinda is the villain. Like, I think she's like straight up nutso. She is the villain. He was just trying to rob you guys. He was willing to leave. But then you could also argue that Melinda went to the back to save her coworker, right? Because Melinda didn't have to go back there. She went back there with a pot of boiling coffee to save her coworker, but accidentally got her shot. Oh, she didn't go back there to save her coworker. I think she went back there because she wanted to know why she couldn't go with. <laughs> she, oh my <laughs> gosh. So you think Melinda's only reason for throwing boiling coffee on Billy was that she was mad at being rejected? Yes. Yeah, that tracks actually. So now we have the store is doused in gasoline and actually Billy's gun is on the counter. Melinda, who... I don't know. She's just suddenly decided like, hey, maybe this has gone a smidge too far. She tells Billy, there's your book bag with your money. There's your gun. Please take it. Please go. Billy has been wronged and he's not willing to let that slide. This is the second time that Billy has a chance to leave and he chooses not to. Instead, he takes the gun and he aims it at Melinda. Billy goes to shoot the gun Okay, he pulls the trigger, but the gun is covered in gasoline. The entire building is covered in gasoline and the spark from shooting the bullet sets him on fire. It sets him on fire. It sets the ground on fire. Everything's on fire. Even Melinda, because the flames just instantly spread everywhere. So even Melinda catches fire. But she sees a fire extinguisher, runs over to it, puts herself out and then gets out of the building. She gets out of the building as it's rapidly engulfed in flames. Mm -hmm. um, Officer Perry is rolling in his cop car with the lights on. Are there more cops coming in at this point? Yeah, you can hear other cops coming in the background. He's calling it in over the radio. And then Officer Lou starts saying, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I should have noticed something was wrong. You seemed off. I care about you. You know, I care what happens to you. I should have paid better attention. And you can just see Melinda get so happy. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You really mean it. Because right now, let's look at what this looks like. OK, she was acting super sus earlier. OK, super weird, super, super skittish. The officer did a half-assed sweep of the thing. Honestly, it looks like she was being held hostage. Yeah. The cop left. And then the suspect set the building on fire. You know what? There's two dead bodies. I think the main thing. So here's before we continue. Officer Lou kneels down in front of Melinda and he asks her what happened. And the screen goes black because that's where the movie ends. Mm -hmm. And so we are left to speculate whether or not Melinda tells the truth. What do you think? Absolutely not. She doesn't because she finally has Officer Lou's attention. Yeah. She does not tell the truth. She's going to spin a story mm -hmm. of he came in to rob them. He stayed there for hours. He shot Sheila. She tried to fight him off with the coffee pot. He overpowered her. He 
held her hostage, and then tried to set the building on fire with her in it. The main thing that's going to make all of this believable is the fact that Melinda didn't have a motive for doing any of this. And this is what I mean that sometimes investigations get turned upside down because investigators are looking for a motive. They're, they want it to make sense, right? So it's like, if mm-hmm. you're looking at the situation, you're like, what makes more sense that this known criminal went into this place and tried to hurt these two women or that one woman snapped and held him hostage and tried to rape him and then set the place on fire? The truth doesn't always make sense and it just makes makes me wonder how many times the truth hasn't made sense and therefore was never discovered. I think that it probably happens more than we want to know it happens. Yeah. And I think sometimes cops may have an inkling, but there's no there's no proof. There's no evidence. There's no motive. There's no reason for them to think that other than a gut feeling. It's crazy, too. I think about this all the time in the context of serial killers, because how many victims of serial killers have had people in their immediate circle who were super suspicious and probably went to jail for their murder? Mm -hmm. It's so uncomfortable how subjective any situation could be, depending on what you want to believe. And you know what? Sometimes when they build a profile on a suspect, an unknown suspect, When they build a profile, it kind of shakes me with when they're wrong about it. You know what I mean? So they have they arrested somebody for the Delphi murders. But the suspect ID, you know, the profile didn't really match this guy. It was supposed to be a younger guy. Yeah, it was supposed to be a younger guy, but it wasn't. It was like a 45, 50 year old. Mm hmm. You know, this movie, even though it was very strange and I had no idea where it was going to go, it really kept me on the edge of my seat the whole time because they did a good job at just keeping you in a constant state of anxiety about what Melinda was going to do next. I kind of found it a little funny that she's just over here trying to commit crimes Mm -hmm. and then cover up crimes and people keep interrupting her. No, yeah, that (laughs) that was the thing I kept thinking about, too, because as she's dealing with all this stuff that she's trying to cover up, there's like customers coming in and there's one guy that's like, why isn't there coffee? This is a gas station. Why isn't there coffee? And she's just like, please leave me alone. I'm like, dude, you don't know how many people like just be nice to people because you know how many people are in the middle of covering up a, a murder and... Maybe one more isn't like that much for them. <laughs> you know what? When this when that guy was looking in the refrigerated cases at drinks, she literally had the gun under on her neck, under her chin. Mm-hmm. I thought she was gonna end it all mm-hmm. at that point. But I'm like, there's still like 30 minutes of the movie left. Yeah. It's just her ghost. I thought that Sheila's boyfriend was gonna get blamed for everything. Same. Because he would be a suspect as well as far as having motive. The only person mm-hmm. here who doesn't seem to have motive is Melinda. Like she doesn't seem mm-hmm. to have any motive for doing any of this. And now all the evidence is gone. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for this movie, Courtney. It was creepy, but it was interesting to the end. I would have never watched it on my own had you not forced me to, had you not tied me to a chair and made me do it. I actually saw a clip of it on TikTok. And I'm like, PETA? Is that you? PETA, what are you doing here? Like that one movie that we had talked about doing for October, you know, the werewolves, murder, Lindsay Lohan, Mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. I started watching it and I was just like, oh, how does it check so many boxes yet still be disappointing? (laughs) But anyway, the teapot is empty for today. Don't worry, more is brewing it on the way and we'll be back next week. We'll see you next time. Bye.